Okay, so uh, we are starting um, at the um, where we left off yesterday. Okay, I think we went a little bit up on the top of the page on Daf Mem. Today's Daf is Daf Mem, um, and we are at the line that says Shvius Man Dachar Shmei. Which, uh, because we basically just left off the answer that uh, basically sh- 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 there is an, a, a, an additional opinion that's brought down um, from the rabbis in Usha that said that an esrog is like a vegetable even for shvius. And the question is, what do you mean? We never mentioned shvius. Like, who's talking about shvius altogether? So that's the question. So the Gemara says. So the Gemara says that. So the Gemara says Shvius man dachar shmei. Who talks about Shvius? So the Gemara explains Chesur Mixera. We're missing a few words. Vachiktani. You have to fill in the blanks. Here's the blanks. Esrog acher lekita lemaaser. When it comes to tithing. Which year, as it's very important, to, uh, halacha changes depending on the year um, as far as the year of uh, when do you need to, uh, which tithe do you give? Because in the first, second, fourth, and fifth year of the Shemitah cycle, the miser is miser sheni. That means you take off a second tithe from your growths and you save it, the, save it transfer it onto cash, and use that cash for when you go to Yerushalayim on the holidays as a basically a spending money. On the third and sixth year, instead of doing that, the, the funds are set aside for the poor, and it's called Maeser Ani. So you want to know which year is it, you have to define the year. So what part of the growth? So it says, well, um, as far as um, an esrog, it goes by when you pick it, um, um, that's what, so that's what we're saying. Here's the words. When it comes to tithing, the Chachamim's opinion is that you, it goes by when you pick it. But it goes by the flowering when it starts budding. That's the first opinion. The rabbis gathered in Usha, which is one of the places where the Sanhedrin exiled. And it says that that the Nesrog Basra Lakita that it always goes by when you pick it, which is the same as vegetables. Pain the Meiser, pain the Shvius, whether it's uh, for Meiser and even for Shmita, the definition of what is a Shmita product is defined by when it's picked. So, in other words, let's say for example, this year, we um, this coming year after Rosh Hashanah is going to be um, Shmita year. So if you pick the esrog now, it's fine. And if the esrog grows next year, and they wait till after Rosh Hashanah to pick the esrog, even though it grew in the Shemitah year, it's irrelevant because it goes by Shemitah, by how it's, when it's picked, according to the rabbi, these rabbis' opinion. So the Gemara is now going back on a different issue. Time of the Lulubar Shishas Hanichneses Lishviyas, who? The reason why the lulav is not a concern 
um, is because the lulav was pri- was basically grown. Doesn't go by when it's cut off the tree; it goes by when it grows, and it grew in a sixth year that was going into the seventh year, even though they cut it in the seventh year. So, what does that imply? Hadishvias that the lulav, st- the stick of the lulav, if it would be the shmita year, kadosh would be sanctified. The question is, am I? Why would that be the case? isn't it just plain wood? And wood does not even have Kedusha Shviyas at all to it. How do I know? Where do we see that wood doesn't have Kedusha? Titania, it's a brysa. The branches of reeds and of, of grapevines, the, 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 the vines of the grape, the leaves of the grapevine, Shegavavan lechova that were um, harvested for um, to store al peneasada to keep it out on the field. So it depends. Lot alachila. If you did that for eating, you know, you want to eat bamboo shoots or you want to eat the the grape leaves as a food. So yes, bemishum kedushas Then it's going to be subject to the kedushas shvius, and you're limited with what you can do with it. You have to make it hefker, etc. Locked on late, but if the purpose was to use as firewood, as wood, basically, there's no issue of even these things that are sort of can go either way, it depends what was your purpose when you harvested it. So what do you see? That basically the same thing should be for a lulav. It's a branch. What do you do with a branch? You Basically it's wood. And therefore, why should it have any Kedushas Shviyas? Forget about that it's in the sixth year, going into the seventh year. Even from the seventh year is not a problem. That's the question. So, Gemara, it's a shiny awesome. Lulav branches is unique. The Pasuk says, Lachem Lachla. Pasuk says it should be, the, the Shemitah products should be for you for eating. Lachem Dum So the fact that it says for eating, it tells us that it's similar to how you eat. Mishana Aso, Ubi Urel Shava. It's where your benefit, the pleasure, and the destruction happen at the same time. When you consume food, that's the kind of for you that is uh, that is the rule that the rules of Shemitah apply to those types of things. So when you think about, let's say, food that you eat, that you consume, so the pleasure and the consumption are happening simultaneously. That's why wood is excluded in this section. That's why wood is not included because their benefit is after the destruction. Because typically wood is used for firewood. And how do you benefit from that? First you burn it, turns to coal, and then you use it for a cooking uh, device, you know, to, to cook your food. So th- that pleasure is first in, in, you know, initiated after it's destroyed, that's a different kind of pleasure that does not, that doesn't have the kedusha shemitah on the kedusha shvius on it. So the Gemara says, uh, okay, that's general wood, okay. Um, but um, what about a lulav? Um, okay, um, what about lulav? The lulav purpose typically was not used for firewood. Rashi explains the typical use of a lulav was as a broom. Basically, they would. They would uh, they would make they would fashion brooms out of the lulav branch, and that benefit as a broom is as it gets worn down, it's u- sweeping the floor. So it's actually simultaneous type of pleasure, 
and therefore it does fall into the category of Shemitah products. Okay? Uh, so it says the Gemara Va'ika Eitzim Demashkan. Not all wood is only a benefit after it's destroyed. There are woods that are, it's called the oil wood, which is, I'm not really sure which species it is. Maybe you have a translation that says what it is, but there's a type of wood that's very high oil content, and they basically used it as a light for lighting purposes. They just like, even the wood, you would light it and it would be a good torch. Shana'asan, because as it's lit, it's providing the pleasure at that moment because it's providing light and it's used for light, it's not used for cooking. So maybe that should fall into the category of wood that needs, if that's that, some woods do have a benefit at the same time of its destruction, it should have a din shmit on it. So the Gemara says, Amarava stam etzim la sakainamtin. Standard wood is not used for lighting, for light, to provide light, but rather the purpose of wood is for cooking. And since that's the main use for, 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 for wood in general, that's why it's not, not going to apply. Okay, now, the eight simla asaka, this idea in the first place of wood being used for, primarily for cooking, tonight it happens to be not an agreed upon thing, but it's a machlokas tanoi. The Tanya the price says, "Ain most you're not allowed to give over fruit of shmita product. not for soaking. They used to soak the clothes in fruit juices to, like, I mean, give it a pleasant smell, or launder use it to use the fruit juice to launder it. So you can't give the your fruits of sh- of shmita for those purposes. Rabbi Yosi you can't." What's the dispute here? My time of the time come. What's the first opinion's reasoning? The Pasuk says, It's for eating, not for other things like soaking and uh, laundering. Now, my time to Reb What's the understanding of Reb Yossi? Why does Reb Yossi say, Yes, you can? Because the Pasuk says, That it should be for you. The fruit of Shemitah should be for you. So that's my need. That's my use. So it works. For whatever need you have, not only for eating, even for soaking and for laundering. Now, the question is the Pasuk both says, and So you have to explain what's the understanding here. Um, what, what, how does each side understand or explain the, other, the use of the other word? So, the Tanakh, what about the word lochem, which implies whatever use you have for it? That's a type of use that's for you that's similar to eating. Where the pleasure and the destruction of the fruit happen simultaneous. In other words, la'akla is an indicator of what type of pleasure fruits of shvius are given to you. Yes, it can be other pleasures, but it has to be kind of a kind of pleasure that's similar to this which is where the pleasure and the destruction happen simultaneously. And the pleasure that you're getting is after the clothes is, you know, smells good, it's, a post, it's post-destruction of the fruit. And therefore, the ana is after biurun, and that's not the type of use of fruit of shviyas that is illegal um, for shmita produce. Okay, Rabbi Yossi, 
what does Rabbi Yossi do with the words l'achla? Haksiv l'achla doesn't he? I mean, he has to explain why it says l'achla if it's if it's for any use from the word l'chem. He uses it to exclude when you're taking it for medicinal purposes. You're not allowed to use the fruit of shvius for strictly medicinal needs. Yeah. You say it's for eating and not for for um, for the, for the for medication. Maybe it's for even for not laundering. Okay. When it says lochem, then it excludes even for laundering. So So what's the doing? It's to tell you for eating and not for medication. Now, how do you know which thing is to be excluded and which things to be included? So, what did you see to include the laundering and exclude the medication? What's the difference? makes more sense to include laundering. Everybody needs clean clothes. Just like everybody needs to eat. But not everybody needs medication. That's only for sick people. And that's why, that's where he draws the line. Now, okay, so with that's the explanation. Now we understand Rabbi Yossi's understanding why laundering is included and why um, medication is not. So the Gemara is quoting here a source, and we want to know whose opinion is it following. Who is the Tana of this quote, upcoming quote? It's for eating, not for medication. For eating and not for spritzing, as a scenting. Okay. It's for eating and not for making, making from it an emetic, meaning something that helps you vomit. Command, who is that going like Rabbi Yossi? It's Rabbi Yossi's opinion. Why the Rabbanon? Because it was the rabbis who are going Rabbi Yossi. So, Ha'ika Nami Mishro Kvusa, there's still laundering and soaking that you also are not allowed to do, according to them. So that's clearly taking sides and going like Rabbi, um, Rabbi Yossi. Okay, new thing. Amar Abelazar, Enshviz Mishalelas, Ela Derech Mekach. Basic idea when it comes to Shemitah, that in order to transfer, it only transfers via purchase, meaning you're making a purchase with the with with a Shemitah product. That's how it can transfer. Okay? We'll see more about this in a second. You don't need it to be a sale per se per se. It even transfers with by just declaration by saying I'm transferring whatever sanctity is over here I'm moving it over to this thing that also works now where's the explanation of these two sides my time to Rebbe Lazar in the year of Yovel this year of Yovel mentions right there when you sell so what do you see sale is the key way of transferring sanctity only by purchase um, and not by just statement, by de- declaration. Rabbi Yochanan, my time, what's the reason of Rabbi Yochanan? Yovel he, Kodesh. Yovel is Kodesh. What do you see from Kodesh? My Kodesh, Ben Derech Mekach, Ben Derech Just like Kodesh can be done either way. Either you can purchase Hegdish and it transfers the sanctity off the Kodesh item and transfers it onto the money. 
or you just declare it. You could do both by Hegdish. By, by Same thing here. Now the question is, what does he do with the, the use of the words Mecher over here indicating that it's specifically sale? He uses it like Rabbi Yosef Ruchanina explains the Tanya Rabbi Yosef Ruchanina. This is a teacher of a teaching the how serious even minor infractions of Shemitah can lead to terrible things. And it goes through it goes through a progression. First, what he does is if you follow the Psukim, it talks about a person who is not doing the right thing with his fruits of Shvius, he's selling it on the market, he's trying to profit from it, which is, of course, not allowed. But it's not that serious of a transgression. The self in the end, he starts having to sell his, his, um, his, his, his stuff. Okay? He's, you know, he's going to have to start going to the pawn shop and selling his candelabras and everything because he's short on cash. Because he's going to lose his money from that. That's Caleb, all his clothing, you see, it leads to selling. Okay? And it goes on and on. After that, he's going to sell his land. After that, he's going to sell, sell, sell his children and slaves. It keeps going down and down and down to a greater, a worse and worse progression. And we're not really focused on this, but that's the explanation of the use of the word memkar to tell you how one thing leads to the next from starting from the word, and that's why we're using the word to indicate how the chain works. Okay. Now, what does Rabbi Lazar do with Rabbi Yochanan's Pasuk? I mean, after all, he, you see the Pasuk refers to Yovel as Kodesh. Kodesh should work both ways. That it works the same way that the value, the thing that you try to transfer this Shemitah product onto takes on the same status. Um, as the, and and, and it, it basically, that money now also has Kedusha just like the Shemitah. And that's all, that concept exists by, by Hegdish as well. So it's a comparison to Hegdish. So, Tanya Kavasid Rabelazar, Tanya Kavasid Yochanan. There's Bryce's backing both opinions. Tanya Kavasid Rabelazar, Shviyas Tofesis is the male. Where do you see the Shenemer Kiovalhi Kodesh Tielochem Ma Kodesh Tofeses Tamav VeAsur Avshvius Tofeses Tamav VeAsurah. It take it grabs on its value and it's prohibited. Now Ima Kodesh Tofes Tamav Piyotzil Cholan. When you have something that's hegdish and you transfer the sanctity off of it onto money, then yes, that money has a kedusha, but the original item loses its sanctity. Okay, so you might think. That that works the same way. Avshvi is tofeses as domel viotzes lecholin as well. Same way. Hamalomar tihia baviyasate. By saying tihia, it tells you that even though it transfers onto the money, it never goes off of the original produce. Okay. Haketzad. So how do we understand this? It transfers, but it stays on. What does that mean? Haketzad lakach peper shviyas basar. Let's say. With the pair shviyas, you went to a meet a, a, a butcher, and I said, "Here, look, I have all this fruit of shviyas. I'm give them to you, and barter them for a piece of meat." The halacha is is that the piece of meat, right? Elu ve'elu mizbarim b'shviyas. The piece of meat has the same sanctity as the fruit, which means 
that it got to be consumed by, uh, during the Shemitah year. Now, let's say with the meat, I said, you know what, this is too much meat. And I go to the fishmonger and I transfer, I say, you know what, here, I'll trade you this meat for that fish. Okay? So, the meat goes out, the fish stays in. And then I say, you know what, I'm not in the mood for fish. I'd rather have some wine. So I go to the wine merchant and I trade him the fish for some wine. Then the wine takes the place of the fish. What if the wine was transferred to oil? The oil takes over. Okay, so what's the bottom line? The very last one gets the Kedusha Shvius on it. But the fruit, the original fruit of Shvius itself, also remains always prohibited. So that's what it means. It transfers, but it stays on the original fruit. Okay. So, um, the fact that it says lakach every time shows that the way to transfer is with money, with buying. Doesn't work by just declaration. That's the so that's a source, a price, a tenetic source that proves like or that sounds like Rabbi Eliezer's opinion. Now, Tanya covers the Rabbi Yochanan. There's also a price supporting Rabbi Yochanan's opinion. Both Shviyas and Meister Sheni Both Shmita products and Meister Sheni can be transferred onto a behema, a, a domesticated animal, a chaya, a non-domesticated animal, the wolf or a bird. Whether they are alive, whether they're slaughtered. Yes, for slaughtered, but not living animals. It can't transfer onto a living animal. Why? Because maybe you will keep them to raise them to have more products, uh, more animals, even though it has a Kedusha Shvius. You'll be tempted to do that, and there are prohibitions that apply to them, so we're not going to let it work. The whole dispute is only with regards to male animals, which don't continue on, they can't reproduce. But if it was female animals, everybody would agree. Only works for if it's slaughtered, and that and that's where it can transfer to, but not to a living female. That for sure not, and that's because because there's a, a a female can reproduce, and that for sure you're not gonna. Um, that's gonna be an issue. Now, what's um, um, what what what's going on over here? And this is really the point. And this is why that we have already a raya, and we'll continue with this tomorrow, is that we see that we're using the word mischalel, which is indicating that it does not specifically need to be through a purchase and sale type of arrangement. It could even be through declaration by saying, I want to take the sanctity of this off onto something else. And that's what would happen as well. So this is, you see, a price is supporting both sides. And that's the story. And a pleasure learning. And have a great evening.